never got the wish It's like the song is on a beat I kinda wish for you to see That you don't wanna mess with me Cause I am pink and skeletal And my blood is glittery another week of grit and glitter i am your host for this week this week yes i was about to say this evening but i have no idea when you're listening to this you're probably listening to this in the morning a lot of you listen in the morning like on your commute and stuff so i am the host this week there's no harley r pageant there's only m fear actually that's not true because i am joined by a, a a brevi of beauties um but let's get right to it because we have a big announcement, just as we did last week, announcing uh, one of our newest members of the Glitterati, Lindsay Raygun. We now have another person to introduce you to, and that is our brand new Glitterati member, Don Halliwell. Hey, Hello. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And, and I love glitter too. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome that I'm in the Glitterati. Have I ever seen you without glitter, like in person? Because I don't know if I have. Maybe the one night we just like chilled and hung out and got a drink. Like maybe I don't know if you were wearing. No, glitter I think bag. I had glitter on. Uh, yeah, I don't. I feel like I, I think don't. I was I pretty much like right after I got my um my bundle from um <laughs> Alex Garcia. Alex Garcia. Yes, you got the Alex Garcia uh, like cosmetics set. Mm-hmm. Which I, I I think we need to reserve space in the near future on Grit and Glitter for you to do a like uh, like a dawn review of, <laughs> because I mean it, it ties into women's wrestling and l- literally fucking glitter so right. I, we should we should actually do a whole episode just about Alex Garcia's makeup line <laughs> but yes so very glittery very uh, very very equal parts glitter and grit Don Halliwell. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Welcome to the Glitterati. Um, can you tell our dear listeners? So, of course, Don was on the episode in July when we covered Envy's Barbecue. Don um, covers a lot of independent wrestling in this region in Pittsburgh and the greater like like Rust Belt region. Um, but can you give our listeners a little reintroduction to yourself? Sure. Um, yeah, my name is Don. I am on Twitter. I'm Don Hollowell one. Um, I do some writing for um, PW Ponderings, um, typically like some interviews. I like to, you know, interview people, um, especially, you know, women and queer wrestlers that are like coming up to, you know, try to get some people to, um, you know, know them a little bit better outside the ring. So um, that's what I do there. And yeah, I've been watching wrestling and um pretty much all my life my dad watched wrestling so like when i was a little kid in the 80s i was watching like the road warriors and rick flair on superstation and then like you know hulk hogan and macho man um on like the wwf programming and then you know like once the um like once we got Trish and Lita in there, um, I started to get into women's wrestling. And um, then once 
Shimmer started, you know, I really started getting into it because, you know, we had a place in America where you could actually watch women's wrestling and not like people making a joke about it. Um, so yeah, I quickly got into um Shimmer at that point. And then, you know, any other chance I can get to, you know, watch women's wrestling, watch intergender wrestling, anything like that. What are the primary promotions you follow now? Um, right now, um, like my favorite promotions, I would say, um, you know, obviously enjoy. I love enjoy. Um, I like, you know, the deathmatch stuff. So I really like um, ICW, no holds barred. Um, you know, locally, I'll also go to um, ride shows he- around here and then, um, you know, occasionally up to Cleveland for the AIW shows. Yeah. So, I mean, for like Dawn is usually my first go to whenever I have a question about what's happening in and around this region in wrestling, because even for promotions, you don't like attend on a regular, you tend to be fairly in the know of like who's where and what's going on. And I really appreciate like that, like plugged in pulse kind of in a similar vein to our one and only Val pancakes and, um, and also Mayday. So <laughs> I brought them in to formally welcome Dawn to the Glitterati this week. Hello, Val. Hello, Mayday. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to think of Don as like this region's like indep- indie wrestling Val Pancakes. Um, <laughs> because we still haven't gotten Val Pancakes out to this region yet. Once you start invading, you know, the, the Rust Belt, we can we can uh, maybe uh, rearrange that title. But so far, Val Pancakes, you haven't made it out to Pittsburgh yet. It is um, one of my goals in 2023 is to somehow make it to Pittsburgh for hopefully an enjoy show. Yes, we would love that. Uh, next enjoy show is in March. Uh, the weather is chaotic. Uh, so <laughs> I, Usually by it. March it gets better. Uh, it's like it's like March 3rd, Don. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that notwithstanding, Val Pancakes, March, enjoy. <laughs> um, so I brought the team here not just to welcome Don into the Glitterati, but also because last week we talked about uh, wrestling resol- uh, resolutions with our new Glitterati member, Lindsay and Harley. Um, and then this week, I thought it'd be fun to make some like, you know, look into our crystal ball, read our like to cast the runes, read the tarot cards of women's wrestling in 2023 and predict what may occur this year in women's wrestling. So I thought it'd be fun given Mayday is not just an enjoyer of of women's wrestling, but also a promoter of that. And given Val pancakes and your like extremely well-traveled and plugged in um, understanding of what's happening on the independent circuit where you follow and John as well, I thought we would all have some interesting predictions to make. So let's go around the table. We'll just do a couple of predictions each. Um, I will, Don, this is your initiation. Okay. Putting on the hot spot. Give me a prediction for women's wrestling in 2023. Okay. I'll start out with my first one, which is probably the least likely to happen, but the most I want to happen. 
And that is Maki Ito going to impact this year. Because I want to see Maki Ito on my TV all the time. And I think impact would be the best place for her because I think they would just let her be herself and it would be super fun and silly and crazy. That's not entirely far-fetched, right? Because we've seen Maki Ito in AEW and Mm -hmm. talent AEW has ended up in impact and and vice versa, obviously. So like um, what would be interesting to me is if Maki Ito is an impact, does that mean she's in there for like a six month stint? Does she do like some kind of excursion type thing for her own? Like, does she, is she on tour and she spends some dates? She does some, like a, a taping for impact or does, or do you predict maybe a, a more long-term vision for her there? I was seeing more long-term. Ooh, okay. Anyone thoughts on that? Uh, Mayday, my, my fellow impact watcher. <laughs> uh, Maki and impact would be, I mean, cool. be, yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, I'm I'm not sure if that would happen because Impact and AEW have kind of stopped working together lately. So I don't know if that yeah. would happen. And she says she loves AEW. So I mean, if she goes anywhere, she's just going to stay in AEW. That said, if they did some kind of crossover show again, Maki and Impact would be ridiculous and amazing. I like I'm just imagining the combinations of talent there, like who you throw Maki into when it like, comes I to I could see like her um her with interacting Rosemary. with like the death dolls and it would yep. just be amazing. Yes, absolutely. I wanna see I wanna see Maki going to the the what is it? The going into the like land of the dead. The undead realm. The undead realm, yeah. thank you. I could it's been a very long day for recording this Sunday evening. A dead realm. Oh, I I need I need this very much. So, even if this never comes to fruition, this is like purely perfect headcanon for me. All right, Don. What's another prediction? My second one w- is um we're we're going with the 2023 being the year of Jade. Um, so I'm saying Cora Jade will win the NXT title. And also get called up to the main roster at some point this year. Um, I just think she's in, um, you know, amazing young talent. She can pretty much do anything. Great on the mic, um, full look, um, obviously great in the ring. So um, I think she she could be like one of their next stars. From the little bit I understand of NXT right now, I think that that's a really credible. That's a that's a fairly credible prediction. Um, and I think she would be more likely to get called up at this point than Roxy, you know, just because of maybe like size and age. Yeah, I could see that. And she's been in NXT a little bit longer than 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 Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been she's kind of a, a bit more of an established player there. I'm curious, and I I'm sure that there's some background here that I, I don't have because I, I understand why Mandy Rose lost the title. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in why it went to Roxanne and not someone like Cora Jade who's been around a little bit longer. Um, I think probably just because she's like the biggest baby face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Since you want to have someone take it off of um, Mandy, you know, being the heel, then you probably want it to be like your top baby face. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So do we think that that Cora gets it from Roxanne then? Um, I don't know if it would just be directly from her or like uh, 
you know how we love to do the multi-person matches and you know in someone else or it's a ladder match or something like that you know (laughs) um they were tag team partners at one point right yes yeah and then um cora turned on her ah okay so yeah they had a really good um you know feud going on for like a couple months can do a thumbs up or thumbs down on this one i mean i i I'd buy it. That looks that works for me. But um, my only concern would be now that Vince is back, but not back. That might throw a lot of plans into whack. But I could absolutely see uh, Akora main rostering it up. Yeah. On a side note, we're, like we're obviously not a like a up like a news news wrestling podcast, a wrestling news podcast, and we don't cover wwe in any continuous or like comprehensive fashion so we haven't gotten into the whole situation when it comes to vince mcmahon and what he's doing now in wwe which is it's still kind of muddy to me like if if anyone has the abridged version i'd be happy to hear it but essentially this past week what we the era the post vince mcmahon era is now over and now i think we're back into some form of Vince McMahon era in WWE so that could have a pretty uh that could have a a big rippling effect especially in like the you know the name brands the Raw and the Smackdown but it could also kind of halt any progress that NXT has made in recent in recent months so Um, whenever that happens do you get like a white smoke coming from the WWE headquarters like when they get a new pope <laughs> I'm waiting for NXT 3.0. I'm waiting for the color change. Yeah. I mean, me, I'm waiting for the, like the color change. Like, what colors are they picking now? Just going to go back to like black and gray, like no color. This one, all color. Next one, zero color. None <laughs> at all. Whole show's god. filmed in black and white. Oh my god. Grayscale wrestling. That's all. I, I'm in. I'm completely in. All right, Don, any more predictions? Um, the third one's pretty simple, and I think we've gotten some hints from it. So I'm hoping it's true. Um, just be the return of Shimmer and WSU. Um, pre-pandemic, you know, they were the the two biggest women's promotions in um in the States. And um just because of their history and you know everything that they've done, um I think it would be really awesome if they would both return. I know some people have some issues with the ownership of WSU, but, um, you know, they always put on really good shows. So um, I would be happy to see either or both return in 2023. Well, and we got a kind of tasty little, like, morsel of hope from the Shitter, the Shimmer uh, Twitter account. Basically mm-hmm. being like, show in 2023, question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Man, promoters love to do that kind of shit. Like, yes. And we're it going seems to- like, you know, I don't know if like with Prezak doing a lot of the GCW announcing now, he might get the little bug hitting him a little bit down too. Well, how do we feel? I mean, I, I almost hate to ask this question because it feels like, oh, well, you know, there's already so much women's wrestling, but like, you know, landscape now with the women's wrestling that we have out there and like the, the, the promotions that we have out there now, which, you know, there are a fair amount that are getting attention. Um, where does shimmer fit in, in the like current women's wrestling independent landscape? Like where does, is shimmer still like the, the groundbreaking force or are they going to have to play catch up? I mean, I could almost see, 
if you could compare like Shimmer to like PWG, where like I think it's like almost like a wrestler's promotion, you know, like the fans, like some of the fans care about PWG, but because it doesn't stream as much, you know, it's kind of like that hidden promotion. And Shimmer was kind of like that too because they didn't release stuff very quickly for most of their times. So um, I kind of, you know, again, see Shimmer as a place that, you know, a lot of wrestlers want to be and, you know, people will pay attention to it because, you know, of the name and um, the history. But um, I don't know. They're going to have to, you know, like live stream or something like that to get, you know, more attention. Yeah, thoughts from anybody else? Like, what what does Shimmer, if Shimmer comes back, what does Shimmer have to do to be, to remain relevant in the current landscape? I agree with John. We've got to have live streaming. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. A lot's changed in, what, two, two three and years, and a half, three years. Yeah. Where, like, before you maybe didn't need that, but between how accessible things are on Fight Plus and IWTV and um, high spots and Pro whatever. There's like, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> like between how easy it is to just watch things. If your show isn't live streaming or at the very least, like coming on streaming within a week of the show, it's getting lost in the shuffle. Nobody's going to see it, care, or pay attention. And that yeah. was like a PWG shows whenever like I had high spots. Like you would get them like, what, six, eight months from whenever <laughs> they, they took place. And half the time, like some of the wrestlers were already like in the WWE by then or whatever. So it was just weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I get I get there being a certain delay. Like, I, I you know, I, I don't want to sing all out Mayday here, but like, you know, CFU, there is a delay in when the show happens versus when it like comes out for everybody to see it. And I get the delay to a certain degree, but like um, they would, even if it wasn't a live stream, making things much more accessible in an immediate fashion once they have a show to share out will do wonders for the promotion in general and it is kind of funny to me we, we've talked about this when we discussed shimmer extensively over the years that it it's still a promotion that very much operates in the way that promotions have operated for decades and decades but in a landscape that no longer it just that no longer fits that no longer suits um and you've got other women's wrestling promotions who do have anything from episodic like weekly uh streams to you know actual live streams of their of their shows so shimmer has to find a place somewhere to fit in there so i'm I'm gonna spin the wheel mayday it's your turn all right my prediction my i have uh, i have one prediction and two like hope slash manifesting into the world okay well hold hold your manifestations um to our to our projections Oh, shit. Uh, they all are projections, aren't they? Yes. Okay. So all right. Well, let me give my prediction here. Give us your prediction. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Mandy Rose, or whatever she ends up calling herself, show up in Impact. 
would not surprise me whatsoever. That seems like a very good fit for her. Um, everybody keeps saying AEW because obviously everybody says AEW anytime anybody leaves anything. Um, but I think she would just get lost in the shuffle. She might get a feud with Jade Cargill and then shunted to YouTube for six months. But like, I think Impact would be a, a genuinely good place for her. Like, they would make good use of her. Yes, I one hundred percent. I think that they know it. There are exceptions to this in everything. So please don't take anything I'm about to say as absolute. But Impact does really well knowing how to make characters out of beautiful women. Um, Oftentimes, beautiful women wrestlers, if they go to another promotion, WWE has has this problem all the time. And AEW actually, you know, they they don't have a diverse enough roster to really say that they have a problem because you'd have to have much more time and dedicated energy to have a, a <laughs> even a bad trend in booking. Um, but I feel like Impact can make the most out of a woman who is classically beautiful, who is like known for her sex appeal, um, but can still make a character like help her have a character beyond that. So she's not you know just that, not just uh, maybe- the hot girl. Exactly. Impact has had lots of hot women who also have like interesting layers, whether it's like upping that to a kind of a caricature with like, you know, your like paparazzi or, or influencer. Uh, yeah, kind of like what they're doing with Giselle right now. Yes. Yeah. Or what they've done. I mean, even what they've done with like, like, look at someone like Taya Valkyrie who could easily be like pigeonholed into one direction. Like they continually make her weirder or more interesting than any other promotion could really hope to do. Um, I Titan think- can do everything. Yes. Truly well, can. Do, truly can. Um, but like, you know, Diana is a really good example of somebody who, when put into NXT, was ge- made into a generic, attractive woman wrestler. And the minute she gets into Impact, they recognize her talents and her abilities, and they can build around that they can build around what she actually has to offer. I think Mandy Rose um, could, could do really, really well at impact. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I'm trying to think who they would pair. I was about to say pair it with Chelsea Green, but Chelsea Green just left. So um, yeah, Chelsea Green just left, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You could put her with um, um, Shaw and um, uh, who's she with? Jai Vidal. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Her like little sidekick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You could put them together. That'd be fun. That would be. Um, okay. Well, I have another prediction then. Um, uh, I, I, it's a terrible prediction, but I, again, I would not be surprised to see NWA just, or at least in its current form, just cease to exist. Like they've been declining, declining, changing business models every six months. And I, th- I think 2023 is the year they, they, do something like the 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 copyrights and the trademarks are there forever but like i think that's the end for nwa power and their pay-per-views and all that stuff like they're they might just go back to being a name that you know sells or licenses their belt or something i don't know yeah i fear that you're right it's so interesting to think back to like 2019 and that that like weird little fire that 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 happened with with NWA and with power. That and first season had, was just lightning in a bottle and they just never got it back. They never got it back. It, it, it died down a little bit with the second season, but it hadn't to- totally, hadn't totally fallen apart. But 
and you can't even really blame COVID on this. It was just a series. It's been a series of befuddling decisions coupled by not having access to the same talent that they had when they started off, but also just the changing of business models every six months has been really mind boggling because you can't have a reliable audiences don't know how to access your product. If you keep changing the way that you access the product, that's pure and simple. And like, if one day you're paying $1 a month to get access on YouTube versus like the next month where you're getting something for free, but paying for pay-per-views, you like, you're going to lose people just from, from the confusion alone. Yeah. But the booking, the booking has been the really biggest, like that's been a, probably a, it's probably a 50, 50 split between that and the booking. I mean, who's excited to see their current champion. I mean, who's excited to see anything happening with it with nwa right now in their booking i mean i camille deserves so much better she really does yeah yeah i mean they hit their high point last year when they like the high point of recent nwa when they did the all women's pay-per-view that that had some of my favorite matches of the year on it that was like you know from start to finish a really fun card to watch and just the fact that they didn't want to capitalize on that at all speaks volumes to like the lack of focus and the lack of things that actually had any kind of cool cachet for the NWA. They also tend to shoot themselves in the foot a lot. They aren't doing another uh, all women's pay-per-view because there's not any TV ready women in, in the Indies. And I was like, just one, your show's not on TV Two, There's plenty of quote unquote TV ready women on the Indies. Like you're, you just don't, you're not looking, you don't want them. Just, just, you're saying the quiet part loud, but that's my favorite part is like your show is literally not on TV. What, what are you talking about TV already? Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of wrestlers on YouTube and uh, also TV ready uh, women. Are you, like, have you looked at your, at your men's roster? Like what I are mean, you that's talking true about? Too. Yeah. I mean, your champion is a beach ball with a Mohawk. So. <laughs> I mean, I am too, but <laughs> <laughs> Look, beach balls are fun, and we can't say that about him. That's true. Yeah. That's very yeah. true. Um, <laughs> the only other prediction is is like a it's a negative. It's a reverse prediction. I don't know what to say it. I don't think Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, whatever, whatever. I don't think she's going to be AW bound, despite everybody saying so. Mm-hmm. Like, not even a one off. Like, she's just, she's just not going to be there. At least not in twenty twenty three. I don't see it in 2023 either. I, I think that she has, she has power right now. She has power. She has a, the ability to do what she wants to do and um, get the money that she wants to get. But I also think that Sasha Banks and, and or Sasha Mercedes, I think that she is um, savvy enough to know when a house is already crowded and yeah. she goes into AW at this point. What, what she what what like where does she go? What does she get to be? Oh, does she get to be Britt there? Baker. Yeah, a f- she, they have their star. They have their two stars essentially. They have all the other women that they highlight, but they have their like they have their branded talent now that they have like put their stamp on. She's not going to want to like try to fight for space in that. She's already had to do that in a company where she was a household name. True. Why would she? Why would like? I I think she has far more power than she she has far more power than um how am i trying to phrase this she's more power than that i think i I don't know if she has that much power what i would say is right now she has 
potential, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Like the next couple of months are going to be crucial for her. She's either yeah. going to catapult into an absolutely mainstream, everybody knows her, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Sasha Banks name, or it's it's going to fizzle. And it, she has to play her cards very, very carefully. I mean, so far she's off to a great start, obviously, but like the next couple of months are going to be critical for her. Yeah, I think when I say power, I think uh, I'm thinking of like bankability. I think that she does have come with a big name right now. She comes, she she is the biggest person to go freelance essentially post WWE, and to do but that's so, still such a tiny bubble though. Like that's what I'm saying. Like to break into like mainstream, like she needs to go back on the Mandalorian. Basically, is what she needs to do. I mean, this frees her up, right? Like she it does, can, and that's why I said like it, the next couple months are going to be crucial to see where she does and where she goes. Yeah. And and honestly, I think that people keep forgetting the fact that like, like she has a career outside of wrestling. Like she has an acting career that like can, can go places if, if done right and done well. So yeah, I'll be curious to see. I think you're right. I don't see her in AEW anytime soon. I don't see her in AEW until like a failed movie project or two. Yeah. But like, I, I think it's just the internet loves to say you should go to AEW, but that's been flooding my, my feed. And I'm just like, I don't see it. Like, no, she's not. <laughs> they, they, I, I would her and Mandy probably in almost in the same boat. Like, they have stuff going on outside of wrestling. And if they can make enough money, you know, without taking any bumps, like, why wouldn't they? You know? <laughs> in that sense, absolutely. Um, but I don't think Mandy Rose is going to be uh, on The Mandalorian, basically. Like, in terms of, like, getting that money without taking a bump absolutely they're in the same boat but i think sasha banks has the potential to like be like the rock like people don't even realize the rock was a wrestler anymore they just think he's an actor like that's that sasha banks has that potential and i really hope she she realizes it realizes it in fence like makes it happen not like obviously she understands she has that potential (laughs) (laughs) yeah that it real that it is realized there you go (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, Val P. Got any predictions for 2023? Um, part prediction, part projection. Um, I can save it if you want me to. Now that's kind of what all of mine are. (laughs) All of mine are like wishful thinking, manifesting, like things I want to see. And like with like that sliver of hope that like I I really think it's gonna happen. Well, why don't you give me, why don't you lead off with the one that is like the most, that you think is like the most likely to happen, even if it's not even that likely, the most likely. I want to see Willow Nightingale get an AEW proper title. Yeah. I I, I, I want to see that too now. I love Willow Nightingale. I think she is just so much fun to watch. She's very technically sound. She knows what she's doing in the ring. She has personality and she brings something different to AEW in that she's fun, entertaining, mm-hmm. um, that I think is missing. Not that AEW is ever going to give their roster more than one women's match per TV show, but I would like to, I would like to see her by the end of the year have either the women's title or the TBS title or whatever other weird titles they have. I don't pay that much attention to. Here's a question for you. What about ring of honor? Fun if she was the person that beat Jade. 
to both of those. Ring of Honor, I would love to see her get Ring of Honor, especially if it's like um, as like a springboard. I think she kind of already used Ring of Honor to be that like springboard to AEW in some sense. Um, and on the other side of that, Don, I would absolutely love to see Willow beat Jade Cargill because even though they're like they're they just seem like total opposites to me. Like Willow is like your girl next door, nice girl. And Jade is your baddie or whatever, the whatever she calls herself. I don't know. So, <laughs> so that's the one thing. I could just see Willow's like shocked face, like whenever she bends her. I'm frankly terrified that the person to beat Jade is gonna be Britt Baker. Oh god, let's hope not. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think Britt Baker is so flipping boring. Oh, it, it, there's just no reason to watch her. Well, and, and see, I like Britt Baker, but like, I also don't like, I wouldn't like that booking decision um, because I think it just lands you right back in the hole that they've, that they managed to actually escape. That's what I thought, you know, you had to do with beating the Undertaker's three is like have a young person do that, which WWE didn't do. But, you know, I think, you know, if you want to build up an upcoming star, then you would have them, um, you know, be the one to break the streak and not just be like random Britt Baker or Tony Storm or Ruby Riot, where it wouldn't really mean anything. So what you're saying is Kevin Nash needs to show up with a taser. David <laughs> <laughs> our cat, maybe. <laughs> All right, Val P, give us another prediction slash uh, hopes and dreams. We've already seen it, and it's it's only going to be that much more prominent in 2023. Billy Starks is going to be on your cable TV. 100%. Um, a lot yeah. more and more. I mean, she was already on AEW Dark. She just barely turned 18. So now she's able to work these bigger companies, and I think that we're going to see her probably on Impact probably a, a bit more on AEW Dark. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets extra work for WWE. Um, I definitely think that we're going to see just just a lot more Billy Starks, and I am here for it all day. I, I'm 100% behind you on this. I think she had a tremendous 2022. Um, it, and and it sounds kind of weird to say it, but like aided and abetted by the fact that she it has turned the like, you know, 18 and now she can like freely wrestle in every state. And like, there's, there's no, um, there's no barriers when it comes to that anymore. So like, yeah, this is, this is going to be a huge year for Billy Starks. There's no way Billy Starks finishes 2023 unsigned. I mean, at least with some form of contract from somebody, right? If, it, if she does, it's by her choice. That's true. She might do That's the Allison K route, but I mean, yeah. Thousand and ten percent agree. She's been working pretty much every um, Wrestling Revolver show that she's not working something else for. Wrestling Revolver, um, of course, is Sammy Callahan's company. Uh, they run Ohio and Iowa, which is weird, but okay. Um, <laughs> Works for me because I get to go to Des Moines and that's a two hour drive for Val. But um, <laughs> she works those consistently. They had her 
uh, face Ruby Soho this year, among others. Um, they've been putting her up against high name competitors. And that really, you know, a lot of impact in AEW people work that revolver show. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see her move into like impact or do a lot more with AEW. Billy Starks and impact would be awesome. Billy Starks and impact. I mean, I want to put every woman at impact. They're the only, <laughs> promo- they're the only promotion I trust to do anything cool. I'm sorry, but it's true. Like they're the only promotion major promotion um, that I trust to take a, like a woman wrestler and not like, like make her disappear or reduce her down to like the most like boring aspects of her, of her gimmick or character or both. So like, yeah, no impact is where I, anyone who is rising, anyone who is rising and, or, you know, in a, like a change of life moment, I want to see them in impact because I think impact does the best with, with wrestlers in those moments. And I think, for, I think for Billy, like that would be a really good place to, you know, like quote unquote, like cut her teeth or whatever on being cable TV ready in a, yeah, in a more. Really hasn't really like cut a ton of promos or, exactly. you know, anything like yeah, that. That's true. So, um, you know, impact would be a great place to, you know, just get her feet wet on that. With a lot of the people she already knows, like you said, she does all the revolver stuff with Sammy Callahan. So like a, a lot of that, a lot of the crossover behind the camera too, a lot of the same crew and everything. So I think that'd be like a natural next step. A thousand and ten percent. agree. I, I hope nothing but the best for Billy Starks. I think she's fantastic and I just want to see her do so well. It's Billy Starks world. We just live in it. <laughs> Facts. All right. Got another one, Val? Um, this one is, I guess, like a little bit more on the hopes and dreams spectrum, (laughs) but like, maybe, like, maybe, like, maybe AEW could potentially give their, um, extensive women's roster, like, I don't know, maybe like two Two matches. Okay, let's keep <laughs> our predict. Let's keep our predictions believable, please. <laughs> well, I said this is more on the hopes and dreams spectrum. Like, I really want <laughs> to like AEW, and and their their women's wrestlers, with the exception of Britt Baker, who I think is boring. I I do really like them, but I can't watch it because the last time I tried to earnestly watch AEW, like I really made a point to watch. I wanted to watch uh, one of Willow's matches and then they cut to commercial during the one match I wanted to see. It made me so mad. Like, just, just give them just, just some more time, please. Pretty please. I want to like your company and your product, but you're making it really <laughs> I I'm in total agreement with you. Uh, Val, are, do you have any other ones? Because one of my predictions actually kind of piggybacks right off of that. Nope, that was the last one for me. So, Val, I'm I'm kind of in this like weird optimistic phase with AEW's women's division. It's it's rare that I'm ever like optimistic with them, but they've done some pretty interesting moves recently and made some good choices or strong like some choices that have 
storytelling that isn't just the same cycle that they've been in for a while. Now I say this, but also the last two weeks have been pretty redundant. So like that goodwill is going to get spent pretty quickly. Something that I think could shake things up for a like a big seismic change for 2023 for their women's division, or at least add stories where they badly need to be added stories. And something that has been apparently in the works for a while is I, I predict that by the end of 2023, we will see an AEW women's tag championship added. Um, this has been discussed for a, a little while now. It was in the plans. Um, having a women's tag division offers you a lot in building stories and relationships and building characters and giving people belts who, you know, are not your top stars, but are people like Willow, Willow Nightingale who are, who will are and will be draws for your company who make people very, very excited and bring in new fans into your product. Um, a tag championship is a great thing to have for your wrestlers who like, who need, who need something to get a higher profile in your company. And also is an instant story maker because you have four, like you have your tag team and then you have whoever they're challenging. And so right there, potential of no less than four stories that could come out of that. They are already doing this to a certain degree. They do tag stuff within their women's division all the fucking time. And yet they don't have a tag division. So I think in 2023, maybe someone will finally get through to Tony Khan or whomever is making these decisions and they will finally have a women's tag division at AEW. Do you think it's a possibility they could do that in Ring of Honor? Like maybe test it out in Ring of Honor first? I don't see, I'm, I, it's really hard to make a prediction like that because I have no idea how to predict Ring of Honor in 2023. Like just its existence alone. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a really weird thing to do considering that they just reestablished the women's championship. Um, and they did that and then the company went under. So I don't see that working that way. Now, will it be booked? Well, will they have a tag match? Uh, will they have a featured like tag match, a title match for the, for the championship? Um, every other paper, every other episode, will they, will they, th- will this add matches, women's matches to dynamite every week? Uh, probably not. <laughs> The sad part of this is that this would probably not change enough about how the TV time is allotted. And it could end up being one of those things where they have a tag championship and you see those challenges on, on AW Dark. And that would be a huge bummer. Um, I'm not predicting that it will go well. I'm not predicting that it will mean a lot. I am predicting that it will happen. And even like you look at this past week, that, um, Britain hater against the Renegades match was freaking great, you know. So, and I haven't, I hadn't seen that much of the Renegades twins before, but they were very impressive. Renegades are oh, also going places. The Renegades, that's actually they, they aren't an official prediction, but I, I was just talking to someone, maybe it was last week, um, about the Renegade twins. Yes, they are going places. The that fact that Bridge made me scream. They have so they have so much going for them. They have a great look. They can they they can work the the gimmick of being related. They are a women's tag team, like a solidified like women's tag team, which you just don't see enough of. 
on the independent circuit. Um, they've been used multiple times by AEW. So it makes total sense that we're going to see them more. And if AEW added a women's tag division, well, we just happen to have a tag team that you've been using on occasion and they're right there and they would make a credible entry into the roster that way. So win, win, win. Um, my only other, well, I guess I wouldn't say only other, I have another prediction. Um, this is both in the style of LP equal parts, prediction slash hopes and dreams. Um, I do think that there were some decent steps made in 2022 to, um, like further push intergender wrestling into the mainstream. Um, this happens in bits and pieces in the past, but in 2022, we did see intergender matches on major pay-per-view cards for major companies. And I do think this trend is going to continue. This is not a strong or crazy projection, but it's something that I'm, I'm sensing that the trend is moving towards in, including this more than excluding it. I could see it happening on AEW. Well, Impact already doesn't. Yeah, I mean, we we exclude Impact from this because they are they because yeah, Impact, I agree. Impact is great. Because Impact we, doesn't do it as much as people think they do. They don't like, do it, as it. It happens, but it's not like it's not a regular occurrence. Exactly. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is a very low bar to clear. Most of the other companies don't do it at all. But still. But yeah, but I will I will push back a little bit when they do it. When they it do have it, it usually means something. That's true. They've had women who, like, they, I mean, obviously they have, a, they have their, like, you know, major championship was held by a woman. But, like, also they've had women compete in various matches for various championships. They've had tag matches that were, like, not a big deal, but or on, were not a big deal in the grand scheme, but were on pay-per-views. So, like, yeah, they don't actually do it as much as like they kind of have a reputation for featuring it, but they also do it in a way that means something. I'm trying to think, has there been a, a female X division champion? Not X division. Uh, no, I don't think so. They I know they I know they've been in some I know they've had women in some of the matches, but I don't mm-hmm. think they've had a champion yet. No. Yes, I know that Jordan was in one of the X division matches. Yeah, Jordan's history, had a few title matches. But I don't they haven't had a women's X division, and that to me is the next bar to clear. I think so, especially since they can start talking about that instead of the t- the world title who shall remain nameless. <sighs> impact's going to impact. Like two I, steps think- forward, one step forward, two steps back. Impact going to impact, man. That's that's you know that going in. Because we um, focus on women's wrestling in this podcast, we don't often talk about the things that Impact does really wrong. Um, <laughs> we'll be right. We'll be right. And uh, oh my God. Yeah. so we, um, so we don't, so we don't have to, that's the fun part. So we don't have to talk about that. That's not the world that we delve into. We get to watch the part of it. We get to cover the part of impact. That's the best part of impact. I think it would be cool if they had like some intergender tag teams, like come in there too. You know what I mean? They've had intergender in impact. They've had like tag matches that were intergender tag matches. I would love to see that a little bit more solidified and like them working out a little bit more. Um, but if any promotion could do it, it would be impact because they oftentimes have, you know, factions and stuff that have like, that have various people of various genders. I, I, the most I can say for AEW is that the trend of the, some, some of their factions have female members have members of the women's roster in there. And I would like to see 
those those factions, those stables or whatever, include more women. Um, because to me, and I've said this a million times, so, but I'll say it again, to me, it doesn't make any sense to have a wrestling faction or stable and not have a member, not have someone in your faction that could compete for any title, right? So like, if you're like, we're the best, we're the best group, we're the most dominant, blah, 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 we've got the most belts, and you don't have a woman amongst your ranks, that right there means you don't have all the belts that you could have. And Can that you're means that-, that a little bit more in NXT. Mm-hmm. Where, um, yeah. Um, Ivy was in Diamond Mine. And then, excuse me, I don't know what her new name is, but the rock starter is in Schism. So, like, they're doing that a little bit more in NXT now. Yeah, when we did our when we did our look at the current like women's wrestling landscape in WWE, and we watched the women's matches from Raw and and SmackDown and NXT, I was pretty blown away by like how many factions in NXT have have female members. Like it's, there's a lot, there's a lot of groups or groupings or just like general affiliations that have like, have, you know, men and women involved. So it, that, that was pretty cool to me because again, it just makes practical sense. Like don't have a faction that's going to dominate everything and not have someone in that faction who could actually get a, one of the belts that is up for grabs. My final prediction is that I think this is going to be a huge year for our huge lady gal friend, Erica Lee. Um, Erica Lee in 2022 uh, captured a lot of attention for a lot of major accomplishments. Did a, did did at least one, if not multiple, AEW Dark appearances. Anyone can anyone speak on that? Anyone uh, I mean, I know that? she did the one at DC, but that's the only because I was there live. I'm sure she's done others. Um, so I no, I she did. She also did one in Pittsburgh. So at least two. I get yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so I predict big things for Erica in 2023. I don't know exactly where that will be. Again, we could talk impact. Um, obviously impact can't sign everybody, but Erica would be really fun for us there. I think she can have a lot of fun on that roster and a lot of fun pairing. Even if like Jimmer and WSU come back, I mean, Erica could have fun in either one of those promotions. It's true. I mean, if we could see Shimmer come back in any kind of really powerhouse mode, it would be amazing to see Shimmer come back, not just as like, oh, we're going to have a show, but like, we're going to have a show where we are, we are here to declare war. Like we are here to like, to take over. It'd be great to see a women's promotion come out, like, like Shimmer to come out and be like, to really own themselves in that way. Um, And in that, in, if that were to happen, people like Erica Lee, people like, like Haiyan, who, how are we in 2023 and high not signed? Like, how is that possible? How is high end like just out there working independence, doing great, great, great work and not getting like contract after contract thrust at her. It's insane to me. Um, if shimmer were to come back and really like declare themselves as like a new, like, like potentially top promotion, the top women's promotion that would, um, remind a lot of people one of their legacy, but also remind a lot of people that there's a ton of valuable talent out there that is not contracted by any one specific company and is ready to deliver on a major platform. Um, so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to assess that. And it, that would be definitely fall more into a projection or um, desire than a, an actual prediction. But um, I do see big things for Erica. I see, I, I continue to see big things for high end. We'll see a, uh, 
we'll see where the landscape changes in 2023 to, to maybe allow that to happen. All right, very briefly, let's go around the circle. Um, just one big, like, let's manifest our dreams here, everybody. Let's, we put away the crystal ball and instead we're just like writing things on paper and burning them in the candles to send it out into the universe. We are, yes, I'm getting very like, ooh, this week. This is <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're all in caftans. We're sitting around the ceremonial fire. We've drank our ayahuasca. Um, we are projecting into the universe, our hopes and dreams. Everyone, give me one thing you want to see manifested in 2023. Uh, I'll go opposite order this time. Val P, did you use all your projections or do you have one like one burning desire that you can share? You know, um, I guess my my one true hope is that more people get into women's wrestling and more people treat it with reverence and where they want to see it because there's still so many wrestling fans that think of women back like the the bathroom like go to the bathroom or get snacks match or don't don't care at all and and just to get more people to actually see how amazing and talented these women are and that it's not the way that you maybe remember it to be but like for people to just give a fuck about women's wrestling and that includes fans that includes you know some promoters and companies as well yeah i love that i i mean i think in a, in a small way, I don't want to aggrandize what we do here every week, but like in a small way, I think even having a podcast dedicated to women's wrestling is like constantly, like every week we're trying to manifest that, right? Like we are trying to manifest into the universe, a, a greater interest and dedication to women's wrestling. So I, I feel like I have that, I have that hope and dream like every day, just hoping that this is the, like, this is the year that people will will actively seek women's wrestling in a way that's more than more than just getting surprised by it. Like actually actively like go out there and like find it because they know it's going to be something worth their while. All right. Mayday manifest your dreams. Uh, my manifestation is that wow. Women of wrestling will break <laughs> like further into the mainstream, so to speak. Uh, it's in a weird position right now in the sense that it's getting good ratings it's it's doing well like people are talking about it but it's it's all ironically on the mainstream side they'll they'll do like morning talk shows they'll do like you know sit in on the weather report for whatever city they're in wrestling twitter is not talking about them at all i don't think wrestling twitter was their target audience well that's what i'm saying like that's, <laughs> that's and that's great and i'm i'm they, like I said, they're doing very well for what they're doing. Um, I just wish wrestling Twitter will like notice them. I want to, I, I want to see wow out there and like, just, I, I want to see a reasonable way to, to access. Wow. I want to see it almost piggybacking off of that. I hope they start touring. Yeah, that would do, go a long way too. But like, there are so many things, so many niche things that can catch fire outside of the world of like wrestling Twitter, outside of the, but just like a general, like in conversation, 
so many niche things that get attention if they land on a streaming service that just like, you know, puts it out there. That's true too. Get them on a streaming service. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Come on. Throw wow on like put them on Paramount Plus. They're owned by the same company. (laughs) Yes. 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 Viacom. All of this stuff is super muddied. I understand that they have a syndication deal, which like keeps keeps it in syndication rather than streaming for like the like main reason you have a syndication deal because you want that you want to you got to fill that space for that ad money but yeah um, that that ties back to wrestling twitter is not their target audience so they don't really care about streaming and all that stuff like they want the syndication deal yeah it is unfortunately it's not like roh in that in that regard when it comes to syndication because roh still did touring and like and being a like major like a, a an important player maybe not major but an important player amongst wrestling companies was very important for roh and that reputation had to be withheld like upheld on on social media wow is in this funny place where like they're not beholden to wrestling twitter which is a freeing thing that's that's very true that's fair it's a double-edged sword they're not chasing Meltzer star ratings (sighs) and it's it's such a different product because of it and this is not my official like like rejection or manifestation but like maybe in 2023 can we all like stop talking about Meltzer star ratings maybe like this could be the year that we decide the star ratings don't fucking matter yeah, I uh, mean, if you if you cover women's wrestling, he doesn't cover women's wrestling. So no, that's that true really too. Yeah, really I'm, I'm, I'm changing my prediction to get WoW um, onto like a stream, get it more publicly available. Because like if you're not if you're not able to watch it live, then you're fucked. So yeah, get them get touring. It, get it somewhere that I can like be like, hey friends, we're gonna watch like two episodes of this like really fun series on Paramount Plus. Exactly. Like, Get it someplace where people can like discover it and like be like, oh my God, I just saw this crazy thing. Have you seen this? Because wow is perfect for that. Wow It'll is be like- interesting. It'll be interesting to see once I keep, I, who knows what season they're on now. They keep changing it and retitle it and re, you know, I'm just calling this, and there's now season one. When they get to season two, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this current batch of tapings. Will that end up somewhere? Because a lot of the old stuff is on demand on Pluto, but it's like four or five years old at this point. So I'm I'm curious what happens when they start the next season. Yeah, me too. All right, Don, manifest your dreams. Oh gosh, I mean, like other than you know the obvious one of AEW getting more than you know <laughs> one, one. I think that's the one we all have. I mean, more than one match to show. Um, I'll, I'll aim. I'll aim, I'll aim even lower. Can we have the one match not at nine twenty-five? <laughs> and, and can we have it not go split screen? World famous pitcher and pitcher. <laughs> to be fair, when it's when it features Britt Baker, usually it's at like nine oh five or <laughs> eight fifty eight fifty five. Whenever Britt's on screen, not on screen, all the other wrestlers should ask, "Where's Britt?" Uh, let us manifest the end of the Pucciism of, of <laughs> Britt Baker because Britt, Britt Baker is better than that too. Like I, I, I she like is. It's, I'm really nothing against her. It's all the booking. It's all, it's just all the booking where it's like they. I mean, you know, classic classic booking mistake too. Like this is she's certainly not the only wrestler to have ever like, you know, been kind of the the keystone of what is bad about booking in a in a company um, or or problematic. Um, but yeah, in this case, it's just it's been a problem for a couple of years now. <laughs> okay, but Don, that is not mm-hmm. your manifestation. Okay, so like 
I just thought of this one. So, like, if it's really bad, you can yell at me. Um, <laughs> and it's probably, I mean, it would be like 98% not happening. But since I think everyone can agree GCW is the top indie promotion, I think it would be really cool if they got a women's belt. That would be there good. has been more women wrestling there lately. I, I would almost have to assume Ali Catch would be their first champion. Yeah, because she's, she's got the seniority. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, I mean, or, see, or like, well, Sawyer Rack and Philly have been there for a while now, too. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see that I, I could see them introducing one and Allie not being the first title holder and it being a big, the, the big story for the first year or, or more of that belt being Allie, like, you know, try to get that title. Yeah. It was called Hammerstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let me do that. Do that with, with the, with a women's title. I'm really interested to see like how this year shapes up for GCW as far as what their women's wrestling looks like, because they've grown it a bit. They have, um, it's not a lot, but it's definitely more than there was. It was the low stand. It's we're going back to the low standard. It's a very low bar to clear, but they're, right. they're clearing it. They're, they're, they have more than one, one woman on his shelf, and, and that's <laughs> forward progress is all you can ask. Like literally, not even just like more than one women's match. No, literally more than one woman on the show because, like, gear just step. You had no problem having like Ali fight like literally any dude on their roster, but like when it came to booking a woman versus a woman, it's been a long, hard road. Well, I guess if it's my turn to manifest. I guess what I really would love to see is I would love to see, and this is just, you know, I, I think pretty much anyone could agree with this who, who follows Joshi, but like, I want to see in 2023, I want to see more people paying attention to promotions like TJP. I want, I want more people talking, you know, like more people talking about stardom and not just, you know, people who already follow stardom, but I, um, as as tenuous as I am about what the IWGP women's championship really means for women's wrestling in new Japan and elsewhere and how that's going to affect things in stardom. I'm also, I'm very glad that there's more eyes on the product than ever. And I, I hope that people follow this as a continuous line to other Joshi promotions. Hopefully we see more Joshi wrestlers make their appearances um, in the state side that does often have an, an enormous impact on who's being talked about and who's getting followed back to their home promotions. Um, and, and vice versa too. I mean, we're getting to see a lot of people online talk about TJP because currently we've got Heidi Howitzer and Maxine Peller over there terrorizing the, the everyone, the, terrorizing everyone. The, the, <laughs> Jeff, terrorizing the roster the as a whole. Championships back. They are currently terrorizing the entire country of Japan, and it's fantastic. <laughs> you know, it does just bring a little bit of joy to my heart that previously only was filled by Godzilla. So <laughs> bless them both. So I really hope that we get to see more of this crossover that like puts more eyes on to Joshi wrestling because we've got it on a grand scale with, you know, Kyrie making her, you know, return to stardom and then winning the IWGP women's championship, the first, first ever person to hold that first title. Um, and two, two things like 
you know, getting to see some like fun, like Gaijin monsters uh, terrorizing a like smaller, but very formidable and fun Joshi promotion like TJ, TJPW. So yeah, uh, hopefully manifesting that it's a pretty like soft manifestation. I think it's a pretty easy one, but uh, let's, let's see what the year brings. I do think that Mercedes slash Sasha being in that picture will help with the the Western eyes getting on that product. I think so too. And I think, um, I think that was the whole intent. I know that um, friend of mine, I don't subscribe to the observer. So a friend of mine shared Melter's thoughts about Sasha Banks' appearance at um, Russell kingdom and how the Japanese crowd was kind of soft on, on her and wasn't like as into it. And, and that wasn't the point to me, you include Mercedes on there as a way of selling tickets for your future show in, in, in the States, you, you include Mercedes on there because you are like putting some money behind this women's belt in order to get more butts and seats. And also a match like Kyrie versus Mercedes is going to sell tickets. So whether or not the crowd was soft, I didn't think so. I thought, I thought she got a perfectly good pop in a, in a venue, the size of Tokyo dome where it's like an airplane, it's an airport hangar, and it's hard to know who's popping for what in that space. Um, I thought she did got a perfectly good reaction from the crowd, but regardless, it wasn't, that's not what her appearance was meant to do anyway. The live crowd was only a small percentage of what the impact that she was supposed to have there. So yeah, I think it's, I think she will do wonders in, in bringing eyes to that. And it's good to have like such a mainstream wrestling person involved in, in, in international women's wrestling. Joshi wrestling has long had a, you know, a trend of sending their women here, but now we get to see like someone of a major name, uh, multiple medias now um, do that in the reverse. And I think it's really valuable. Um, Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say also, as far as like the crowd reaction or whatever, I know that through the pandemic and I think still continuing, um, they have been encouraging those live Japanese audiences to like keep their mouths shut mm-hmm. as far as like clapping being the big thing and not like hooting and hollering. Yeah, they um, they this was the first big show with like a lot like a I forget what the term was, but basically like a loud crowd. Yeah. And a lot of it, I mean, it took a while to, to make that change. It's going to make a while to, to change back. Basically a lot of them are probably still just clapping out of habit instead of cheering. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the vast majority of the crowd is still masked, if not any, like any and all Japanese fans. So like, I must say, well, as they should be, as we should as, be, but <laughs> as, as they should be, as we should be like, no one's holding anything against that. Like if the noise level doesn't like suit Meltzer's like standards, there's a lot of reasons for that. English commentary on Josie matches. That I, I would greatly that would help too. I think that would go a long way. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's something that is a barrier of access for a lot of people. Now, TJPW does have. I was about to say, Tokyo Joshi does it. Yes, they do. On a lot of shows, they have English commentary. They started doing that uh, like like two years ago um, on a regular, and it's it's great. They have some they have some really fun people who are on there. I know that Chris Brooks does commentary for them on occasion for shows, um, which is uh, which is goes a long way in um, bringing in more fans to that product. Stardom still hasn't really done that to as much to a degree but their promos have been subtitled for a while which helps people get into the storylines and get into like the character work i would love to see tjpw do that too because 
I, it would be like just genuinely like befitting of the product because their color, their characters are so much fun. They deserve to have like, they deserve to get those English subtitles for the audience members who are watching at home and could use the, you know, the hand holding, so to speak. Well, friends, I have taken up your time today. And also we have covered all of our predictions and projections for this year. May, may wrestling in 2023 bring, bring you all the joy that it can. May your, may your dreams all be fulfilled. Mayday, Val Pancakes, Don Hollywell. How can people find you and support you online? Nope, I'll go first. Val Pancakes. <laughs> at Val Pancakes on Twitter. Um, at Val Pancakes pretty much anywhere. Um, just Val Pancakes. Um, follow me on Twitter. That's probably going to be your best bet. That's where I talk about wrestling the most. Um, I'm on Twitter at Don Hollowell one last name is spelled like the Spice Girl or the Charmed Ones. Um, and <laughs> I, you can find my ratings on, on pwponderings.com. Uh, I'm at Mayday86, M-A-Y-Y-D-A-Y-Y. Eight six, basically everywhere. <laughs> and if you want to find me, I'm at Forked PGH on Twitter, um, and you can find me there. Uh, and of course, find Grit and Glitter on Twitter, on Instagram, Grit Glitter Pod. You can find us on Patreon as well. We've got bonus podcasts. We've got lots of fun things coming out, including the latest episode of Women's Wrestling Entertainment, where we cover the history of women's wrestling in the WCW. That's right. We talk about the 80s into the 90s of women's wrestling and WCW to give you kind of a counterpoint to what they were doing versus what was happening. WWE, uh, the there's a lot of really fun and really terrible moments that we cover. So please, please stop over at our Patreon, subscribe at the one or five dollar level. At five dollars, you get all the bonus podcasts. At one dollar, you still get that weekly newsletter where a member of the Glitterati pours their heart out to you. And then we give you some match recommendations or a show to watch for the coming week. It's a great little newsletter, great little weekly boost. Um, so if you subscribe to our Patreon, that is in store for you. And just remember just nice reminder that when you subscribe to the great and glitter Patreon, you're not just giving me and Mayday and Val Pancakes and Don Hollywell money so that we can spend it on endless streams of all of our favorite wrestling, but you're giving it to us so that we can give it to the promotions that are making the wrestling content that you love. Great and Glitter has been a proud sponsor of many uh, independent promotions and wrestlers. Uh, we have just, um, we are, Yes, we are a confirmed sponsor for Enjoy Wrestling's YouTube uh, season for their most their most recent season debuting this Thursday on the YouTube. Um, but also we've donated to Wrestlers Lab. We have sponsored other promotions. So help us help them donate to our Patreon and everyone gets something. And it's a win, 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 which is a great thing to have in 2023. Next week on the podcast, we will be talking about impacts hard to kill we're talking about impact again everybody Yay! Yay! on the show we've got the countdown show which will feature a tat i uh, oh no sorry a six woman matchup between death dolls and tasha Steele, savannah evans and giselle shaw that sounds like a really great match uh we've got a four-way number one contenders match between masha slimovich diana parazzo taylor wilde and killer kelly and That's then of course nuts. 
it's going to be, that's going to be insane. Honestly, I'm really excited about the women's title match, but uh, that four way is going to, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a nuts one. Um, and then of course we've got Jordan Grace getting challenged for her title by Mickey James. This is Mickey James's. Could this be her last rodeo? Could this be the final stop on her farewell tour? Could this be the end of Mickey James in wrestling? Or will this be, will this title versus career work out the, the opposite way? Who knows? Tune in next week as we all find out. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Pow, pow.